Hey, everyone hates commercials. Let's start with one. Do you guys like meat? Yes. If you like you like meat? Mm-hmm. It's delicious, isn't it? Well, if you like meat, go on live from the dutchhall.com and you look on right on my website, you'll see a, a, a generous don't, uh, coupon given to us by the great people from VG Meats for 25% off country style smoked ham just for Dutch Hall listeners. Or you can get uh, a buy one, get one uh, package of pulled pork. You get one package of pulled pork, you get the second one free only for Dutch Hall listeners. If you go to my website and you print out the coupon, bring it into our good friends at VG Meats, you get all those high-quality, good VG products and a great discount for Dutch Hall listeners. And some of the uh, proceeds will come back to help the show. So thanks again to everyone at VG Meats for your support. And everyone, if you could go out and support them, that would be great. Today we have a show. It's called Beauty... You know what it's called? It's called Beauty and the Beeve. So let's do it, right? There you go. Yeah. Short and sweet. Yeah. We go right into it, right? Mm-hmm. Ready to do this, everybody? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm ready. Strong charters. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Life in the Dutch Hall. Yeah, I'm your host, uh, Pete Van Dyke, and we are—I don't even know what episode this is. Probably 43 or something like that in that neighborhood. This one we're calling Beauty and the Bee because it's like your age, right? You can huh? start forgetting how many. Yeah, I stop counting yeah. until the, there's a big one with zero it's or something. It's in the 40s like somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I usually just uh, find, I read the Haitian Dwarf uh, feedback, and that usually tells me where I'm s- sitting. He's been keeping track for me. Oh, so, very good. Yeah, he, he's he's, he, he's my counter for me. <laughs> but now I'm starting to do more episodes. Like uh, the interesting Jeff Ball was a little extra episode. We did a, a, like a bonus episode. So. We're throwing in more and more of these. I think they're just fun. You keep the mic open after the fact, and when you're probably a little looser, and then we just get some extra content. But uh, today is going to be a really exciting show because we've got two guests in here and here that here that here that we times uh, uh, where they've come in to be supporting cast. But now we get to put the focus directly on two very interesting people who have came to come to join us in life from the Dutch Hall. Derek Van Hooten, the man we call the Beeve, is here. So welcome to the show, Derek. How you doing? Yeah, thanks. Real good. Real good. Thanks. Now, Derek, you were on. Uh, you were uh, a veteran of uh, the. You were part of the greatest show ever recorded, uh, which no one's ever heard except for those five people. And uh, has memorable. Yeah, which was a very memorable yeah. episode. And you're also on uh, Poops and Spoons live from Delhi. Yeah, I was just a bystander on that one. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have much mic time on that no, one. No, no. And also, Ju- and then we also have the very uh, lovely Julie Styes, who's here for here from with uh, Derek. What? Come on. No. Wait. Oh, that was just sad. We're going to let it play all the way through, though, because yeah. I was just just disappointing that my soundboard didn't work. So we have Julie Stiles, a Dutch girl, right, Julie? Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dutch and Polish. And Polish. Oh, that's like... Two extremes right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this reminds, that reminds me of uh, uh, my sick and twisted friend, Dave, the rooster. I don't know if you are aware... You're a listener of Life in the Dutch Hall, right, Julie? Yes, I am. So you're aware of Dave Charters, the rooster, right? Yes. He's a man that writes the music for the show. Now, Dave is a, Dave's a Polish man, right? And uh, Dave, I uh, remember at... I don't know if... Have I told this on air, the story of Dave's wedding, where mm-hmm. he said a, the creepy speech? No. 
Oh, I'm going to tell I don't it. think so. Right. Well, we're at his wedding, and Dave's an uh, old friend of mine since kindergarten, and he married my cousin. And at the wedding, Dave says a speech that was made everybody uncomfortable. And uh, he said uh, to me, I think he said uh, how me and him have been friends forever. That's what he said. And then um, he said we, we always got along real well. And then he goes, and then he married, met my cousin, and he married my cousin. So then he kind of thought, it's like, then they're, then his kids would be like, if me and him had kids. Yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> That's really weird. That's really a weird thing to say, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is very strange. Yeah. So it wasn't exactly a tearjerker then, eh? No, it was no. more one where like, oh, I think, Everyone was like, yeah, I think like, you might uh... be secretly gay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? People probably didn't expect it to go that way. So you were like kind of the utopia, though, the Dutch, the Dutch-Polish kids. But I guess they did, did get that with my cousin, I suppose, right? So that's yeah. like, just like the rooster's kids, right? Yeah. They could turn out as nice as Julie. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have uh, Derek and Julie come in. And, and, and as always, or not always, but uh, I've asked, uh, had the, the, I get my co-host this week is the lovely and talented Dr. Uh, Jane Van Dyke. So thank you also, Jane, for co-hosting. Thank you. Yeah, if I'm not on the show, I'm, I'm still present in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah, well, originally, the, the, I had a lot of feelers out for this week's episode. We had uh, invited a bunch of people in for guests, and, uh, and if you recall, last week on the birthday show, we had booked, uh, I think it was uh, Michael Chin was, was scheduled to come in. He was the, one of the guys that I thought would be more interesting than Jeff, uh, a more interesting guest than named after a body part than Jeff Ball. <laughs> and then, uh, but of course, uh, Michael Michael Chin had some scheduling uh, difficulties, and we weren't able to get him in. And I had uh, reached out to a few other people who were doing different uh, projects I thought were interesting, and we're gonna have him in. And I had uh, I'm trying to get the VG boys in to uh, to do an episode where we can talk about uh, the food industry and uh, beef and 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 the differences in what's going on in the food in the food business because we've had some listeners ask me to do more of that stuff. So we're lining up those shows for the future, and of course. As we all know, next week we had scheduled uh, Steve Vaneycock, which I'm not sure if uh, that's still going to work out or not. But uh, there is uh, a few other options, and we'll get to that later in feedback. We got feedback because I have some other options sent to me. So, um, Anyhow, so I had nobody booked, and I reached out to a couple other people because uh, it was falling through. And uh, all I had was my lovely wife, Jane, who said, Pete, do you need me to come in and save, your, save you again? I said, yes. And she did it. So thank you for coming and helping me. And then we got you guys to come in, which is great. Yeah. So the diff- uh, one thing is good is that we're right at the end of harvest now, eh? Yeah. And uh, around here, um, a lot of my guests were from the farming community uh, in the wintertime when we started this program. And then uh, we lost them all through the busy season, so we're just starting to get them to trickle back into the Dutch Hall. So we should be getting quite a bit more of you guys to c- come start being regulars here. Yeah, these are, there's some big days coming up here. Everybody's <laughs> finishing things up, and, uh, you know. There'll be a lot of people looking to blow off a little steam. Oh, yeah. 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 Exactly. Celebrate. Yeah, just a mm-hmm. couple of days off. So we'll make sure to get the round table of agricultural uh, geniuses we have in Norfolk County and to see how we can change the world. Yeah, exactly. By telling a couple <laughs> dirty jokes. <laughs> so I thought we'd start out with the, before we get into um Getting in depth into our guests, our very interesting and, and talented guests. We're going to talk. I, I thought this thing, I was at the lake today. I was getting my boat out of the water for the winter time, And uh, I'm sitting on the edge of the dock, and I can see this. Um, I can see this thing kind of like a gray figure on one of the end of one of the docks. And it's kind of like just bobbing. It's like making, it looks like it's bobbing its head. And I in can, the water? No, on the end of a dock. Okay. It looks, there's this little like, I can see this figure. 
and I can hear the screeching kind of goes with it. So I see this big figure moving, and I, I hear I can hear the screeching, and I'm like, that's a big uh, heron or a big bird, right? And then I start looking a bit closer, and I realize it's just a a model of a heron on a spring that's bouncing in the wind yeah. on the end of someone's dock. And the screeching I heard was just a pressure washer that I heard for coming from the marina yeah. or whatever. And I realized I was completely fooled by this bird. <laughs> and if I was, uh, I'm as dumb as like the animals that that was meant to, to <laughs> scare, scare off. Yeah. Like I actually fell for it. And I started thinking that like how stupid I am like to be distracted, like be fooled by that. And I thought if I was a fish, I would be dead right now. Like that would be my thing where I'm like, ah, that'd be your end. Yeah. yeah. So it led me to, to think of the question, what, what would be your bait? You know, that would get you. What would be the bait? You know, if you were just walking around doing your daily life and someone was trying to fish for you, you know, like what would be the one thing to pull you in. What would be the thing that would make you like, uh, take the bait? Like it could be anything, right? Like anything that you could, you find irresistible, right? What would what do you think it would butter be? Butter tarts. <laughs> butter tarts. Clothes. <laughs> Clothes. Yeah, I'm such a window shopper. Like things like that always get me. I'm in. So if you had like a, a <laughs> if you had like a just like a bo- like a a, a box uh, of like of uh, say yoga pants, you would just be like, that's it, and then you get Lululemon yoga yeah. pants, maybe. Yeah, have definitely. To be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, I would say. What about you, Beef? I, th- I think. Well, as a true Dutchman would say, it'd be it'd be some money, right? Money would yeah. get you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How what's the what's the currency though? Like, what's the minimum currency? Yeah, you're gonna see, bend over dollar bills are enough. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna fall for that. Yeah, not shiny change. No. floating in the water. <laughs> a five, maybe a five. No, no, I'm not. See, I'm not cheap Dutchman. You know, yeah. y- you need enough, but don't get me wrong. You see a bill, you're gonna look right. 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 Yeah. I don't think I, I don't know. Mine would be I'd be suspicious of that. Plus, I think somebody else could use it more than me or something. But uh, mine would have to be uh, mine would have to be pussy. <laughs> it would just have to be pussy. That's what I think. That would be the only thing that and would, not mine. No, well, yeah. <laughs> it would, uh, if I was swimming around in the wild, you know, and it's just like, offered up, you know, obviously that might be. If good. you're open to anything, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it would get. I said it would have to be something pretty good, you know. Like it would be like I couldn't resist it. But then yeah, I, I, I just fell like for the butter bird. Butter tarts are really lame answer. <laughs> yeah. But I was thinking like I just fell for the bird. So like maybe just sh- just uh, some shiny keys would be enough to get me just distracted yeah. enough, and then they just come and net me. You know, like they wouldn't even have to <laughs> do anything special. I'm just too stupid, eh? Anyways, it didn't get as much started as See, I I'd thought. be the curious one. I just tug on the on the fish line, right? I'd be the one that. You know, You'd want to figure it out. Yeah, what's I want to this figure thing? it out. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> but what, what would it? Do? I wouldn't be astu- I wouldn't be you know down to the point where I'm dumb like a fish, right? Yeah. You know, w- what's on the end of the line, right? Yeah, but you wouldn't see the line. You would just see the you would just see the item, right? Where you would be so distracted. Am a, I supposed yeah. to think like a fish? Yeah. Or think like a human. Yeah. You know, you're a human. You're walking around and you're like you're like that thing. I'm not even paying attention that there's a line around it. But it's just so good. You're going to say a butter tart's on the ground. <laughs> and you're just going to not be able to do it. You're going to pick it up. See, Pete, I'm usually like a bystander, right? Where I'm I'm, look, I'm looking from the outside in. Where it's like, who is going to fall for that thing? I'm not always. I'm not the one that'd be like, all right, let's check this out. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the one that's watching. This is watching, a trap. Yeah, I'm one the, watching the trap. Who's going to fall for it usually, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Actually, when we were talking about that, I actually said I went a little bit more in depth into 
into <laughs> into a dirty story. That's like my one yeah. ridiculous like fantasy, but I can't tell that, AJ. <laughs> the one ridiculous one. I'm not gonna say it because my mom listens to this show. <laughs> my mom listens to the show. I'm actually gonna draw the line on this one, so we're not gonna talk about it. Uh, yeah, maybe key individuals, but right. not to the world. Yeah, yeah, that'll be one that maybe just the the shareholders of life and touch all. Now everyone's going to be curious. <laughs> you can get it out. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good. That's a good. If teaser. you want to know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you email, PayPal, <laughs> then click on Amazon, <laughs> and you get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what it is. It will be extra. It'll be an, an extra story just for uh, Dutch Hall shareholders. Yeah. That w- it's a that good w- teaser. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You got to give them something. They get yeah. it back, right? Like I think that's that'll work. I know what it is. So originally when the show started, I tried getting uh, Derek Van Hooten uh, into the show because he was a single man and I was uh, not. I'm the furthest thing from a single man. I've never been single in my memory, I don't think. Like it's, <laughs> I've, been, I've always been, I've been with Jane since six, we were 16. So More than half our lives. So for me, I've always been kind of settled down. I, you know, always kind of, I, I met the girl, my, my girl really young. I was lucky enough to find a girl that I like really young. So I didn't really have any reason to stray. So I, when I always looked at younger guys who were kind of going through the dating process, I would always get excited like to pick their brain, like to find out what's going on, like what's it all about. And even my friends are all married now, and they're old, and well, I mean, I, you know, some of them are divorced. And but you're you're like, yeah, you don't get to say, you don't really get a feel for what's going you on, get a perception of how they're seeing things. Yeah, yeah, like even when I even when I my all my friends were single because I'm old, I'm I'm a lot older than you. The you'd you'd still like you'd get their stories, but it's a different game than it was right. w- w- for you, right? Like for and you too, Julie, right? Yes. Because uh, you, so you guys, you guys were dating. Like, how old were you, Julie, when you went on your first date? Like, how old would your parents let you out of the house with a boy? My first date, I was probably in like high school, grade twelve, eleven or twelve. Oh, oh. good girl. Hey. See, I was only uh, like for me, it was big. You know, Dutch family growing up. You got to wait till you're sixteen, right? Yeah, yeah, that was me so. too. Yeah. And then that's at the time it was it felt like a huge burn, but yeah, yeah, but you have to drive, <laughs> right? I think I'm in like, the end it made sense. You, yeah. you know, hey, you mind your parents mind picking? You know, yeah, right? yeah. it's hard to really get a good play when you yeah. Do. I was my mother's going to pick you up in an hour. Like that doesn't yeah. really work. Well, <laughs> I was having a conversation with someone today, and she was she's got two uh, high school kids. And she was kind of talking about the norms out there and how she's struggling to maintain, like, the kids are pushing to get their independence and she's struggling to maintain some sort of control. And and she was saying the norms now are, like, kids in grade 10 and 11 are having sleepovers. Like, so it'll be boys and girls sleeping over. They might be boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever. At, and at, at someone's parents' house, they would have boys and girls sleeping over in grade yeah, 10 11. Yeah, and so the, the that's kind of the norm now. So the kids are like, oh, mom, you're, you know, like, my God, everyone's doing that. That's the norm now. Were you? And then who knows what is happening. Well, that's the thing. But, it's a fine line because you have, I mean, we got, our kids are actually approaching this where we have to start dealing with this stuff, you know. And, uh, and like, it's a fine line because, you, you know, every kid... I don't care who you are. I mean, you're horny, right? Like a little, a young kid, like you're changing or whatever, especially boys. I know boys, right? Yeah. They're, they're horny as hell. I remember I was one and, uh, actually leads us in one of these news stories that I was, um, that I, that I have for this week. So I might just get into it on this, but, uh, yeah. Cause in, in, uh, there was a big uh, controversy. There was an article I read this week about, uh, dress codes in high school. 
And uh, they were saying, like, how the dress codes are starting to get a little bit over, like, over the top. And, uh, and they, you know, normally there's, like, regular stuff. Like, if you go to school and you're, like, your hand... Like your shorts are, are are shorter than your hands on your thighs, you know, then uh, that's against the rules. So that's like one of the easy measuring thing. Like they don't want girls wearing shorts, short shorts or short skirts. So it's got to be like longer than your hand or whatever. Three fingers for the tank top. Yeah, all those sorts of things are like just hard and fast rules. And usually they're surrounding the amount of skin you show, right? Yeah. And that's the uptightness that they want to prevent. And uh, they're usually geared towards women as well. Like there's not a lot of. You know, little boys in high school, right. you got to say, like, you know, you can't wear those short shorts there. Uh, <laughs> That's not so. usually a problem. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. if they are, those guys are pretty. Those guys are dealing with a lot the, of things. They're know? going the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, they're just fancier kids. So they're like real short <laughs> shorts. Show a little nutsack at the bottom. Right? <laughs> I, they don't have that problem with the guys. So it's with the, the girls. It's also the, there was a kind of a movement saying that they've taken it too far because now they're starting this one school in North Dakota. It outlawed uh, yoga pants and... Uh, you're yeah. not allowed to wear. Yoga you can wear yoga pants, skinny jeans, or leggings. They're is what they outline. So then, outline. what are you gonna wear? Because well, you have to wear baggy pants, I guess. Like yeah, look you look like a reform Hammer. style, that go, is you know, big ridiculous. dress or what? Yeah, no. So that's what they're saying is that they've gone too far because now they're saying it's not the amount of skin; it's the silhouette of a young, of a woman. It's the appearance. That just the fact that you can see her figure, her curves, and stuff like that is too much. For the for the kids and for the school, like they they and their argument, the school's argument was that these kids, um, uh, the bo- little boys in school, it's they can't handle the distraction that is these young girls, right? When really it's probably the pervy rule makers that are having the problem with seeing. Like young women yeah. with nice bodies. Like we're all the way back to Amish now. Like holy, what's li- it going to next? Well, it's a bit of a yeah. It is. It's yeah. going like the Puritan set. So this movement, these girls came out with this movement on social media to. Uh, uh, it says like, and I think they have these T-shirts that says "I'm more than a distraction" or something like that. That was their their campaign. I'm more than a distraction. Was and that my- was that the pasted across the. Their chest on their shirts or what? <laughs> it is actually yeah, it yeah. Is right across, right their, across their chest. <laughs> right across their chest. <laughs> now, and honestly, these girls are young kids. Like when I saw the picture, like right away I oh, thought no. too. That's kind of what my perviness was probably what brought me to the article when you're talking about the uniforms. But then you look at the picture of these girls wearing, and they're young kids. Like they are, they're legitimately young kids who are, you know, wearing these pants because they're comfortable. Not because they're trying to be like seductress. Is is seductive? Like yeah. They yeah. just want to be. Like even skinny jeans, jeez Louise. I mean, like uh, and right now, that's what's in style. Like it's going to shift yeah, in another fashion. direction eventually. But I think it's like, actually has already. I think they're into those like high waisted like camel toed jeans now. That's what they wear. Right is back that to right? the seventies or what? Um, yeah, like it's not huge yet, but yeah, they are. That's where like it's going. People wear those. Yeah. Yeah, it'll hit Norfolk County a couple years after <laughs> everywhere else, but <laughs> it's going to be uh, like there'll be people walking around looking like. Uh, those old fashioned, like those old men with like the forty-inch zippers, you know. Well, everything <laughs> goes full circle. Like they always start bringing in old, like old fashions that come into new fashions. Like the high-waisted pants that used to be in when I was like probably a baby. Yeah, yeah. Are coming back in now. Well, that's what I'm really hoping for. As my kids enter, like get ready to enter high school, I'm hoping that the whole Northern Reflections, big like yeah. jogging pants and and like heavy sweaters that cover Turtle up their turtleneck, heavy sweaters. Yeah, that's yeah. what I had to deal with when I was coming up in high school. All the women were like kept in vaults. You couldn't see any of their bodies at all. But you know what? They looked good. 
Are they still look good? Because you didn't see curious. their imperfections, right? Right. And nowadays, you know, I'm, I do sound like an old man, especially talking to you guys, <laughs> right? But uh, it's like nowadays, you see, like girls will be like muffin tops and they're, they're all their fatness hanging out, their back fat and stuff. It was worse when they were wearing the low ride. You get a good judge. Let's put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> right because the then bat. it's like like those girls they bend over and they're. Butt cracks out like from the low rise pants. Yeah. Now they're coming higher, so that would be good for that. Yeah, the low rise pants and their butts out, and then all the fat. Like, there's nothing left to the imagination. Where in, and back in like uh, when I was in high school, like they would have like the high waisted jeans at that point in time. So if they had like a gut, it'd be in the jeans. Yeah. Like I remember dating Jane when she we started dating Jane. You found out when it was too late. <laughs> I would be like, "Where's your belly button?" And she's like, "Well, it's un- it's in my jeans." Like you had to undo her jeans to get to her belly button, and I was like, "How come my belly button's above my jeans?" Yeah. Like the whole time I've been wearing pants, my waist has been the same spot. I've never had a different. Like, right. I never went higher or lower. It's just it just like, stuck wherever is where my waist is. Yeah, wherever felt best. I yeah. went to a uniform school, so I never had. Like I only had dress down days, so I only had a few days through the year where I got to wear normal clothes. And you went all hoary, because that's <laughs> no, a lot of girls. Well, did. actually, they they did used to measure them. I remember, um, like you Even had to kneel on the ground. No, your skirts, oh. like your kilts, and your jumpers. Like you had to like kneel down, and it had to be a ruler six inches from the ground. So right. mine, like um, I didn't wear mine super short. Like I had mine like cut to the right length, and then I just would flip it up once. Roll it to once. make it short, and then when they'd come around to do the thing, I'd flip it down. Yeah, that's how I... Oh, flip move. That's the old, <laughs> that's the old trick, yeah. yeah. But it they was ha- great not having to think about what you were going to wear every day. I agree. I like, went that to a, was great. I went to a uniform school as well, and it was. I think I wore one pair of pants. I had more than one pair of pants, but I had one that was comfortable, and yeah. I'd wear it all Stuck week. Stuck to it. <laughs> and nobody could prove otherwise, right? Like, everyone's wearing <laughs> yeah. gray pants, and I mean, you wear a white shirt. There was, like, you just, it, it just was easy. But the only nice clothes I had was like when I would go to a wedding or a funeral or, or like uh, something where I had to buy fancy clothes to go out somewhere, and then I had work clothes for the farm. So when I would start to like go out on dates in high school, I didn't have any clothes. So I, when I went on a date, I would wear, like I would overdress, you know, because I'd all I ha- it's all I had, right? Right. So I and people wedding clothes. Yeah, wedding yeah. clothes, like church clothes, you know, yeah. like what you're gonna wear to church. church. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know, everyone's like, "We're just going to the movies. What are you doing, all gussied up there?" Pete? That's all I got, you know. Yeah. So. Um, because I hate it. I never thought to get, like, to go out shopping for casual clothes or anything like that. Yeah, you were never, you never really cared about that. No, no. You're so. stuck to a limited selection, right? Yeah. 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 So some people would, like, call me preppy or something like that because of it, because I'm wearing nice clothes. But it wasn't. It was just I was a loser. And uh, I think that that was kind of a thing, like, I don't know. I remember, like, my older brother is, like, about five years older than me. And I remember him and his buddies, like... When they were, like, you know, in grade 11 and 12 and they had fake IDs and they were going out to bars and stuff, like, they would wear, like, you know, really dressy clothes, like, preppy, like what you're saying, this style. This was actually a big thing at one point. And they'd wear those, like, patent leather shoes and, like... You know, like the little, like almost Ken doll looking outfits with their little, like suits and stuff. Like, that's what they wore. Oh, yeah, to, to get the them to the bars. Yeah. I don't know. Did it work? Did they get in? Well, they yeah. had fake IDs, yeah. right? So, I don't know. Did they get the girls? I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so, so having, I just wanted to know, like, what do you think the main difference is between, between, what, between, like, say, what we would have seen and what you guys see in the dating world, like, before you met each other? Like, did you do, did either of you do, like, uh, internet dating? No, not really. No, it's like, it was all, uh, like, I don't know, it, it was just all, you could just meet whoever you wanted to. Like, it was just, everything was open. 
but on the internet. No, or like no. in no, like in general, like you just it didn't matter who you like, like, like our perspective was is you could meet whoever you wanted when you wanted, right? Like, right. how did you guys meet? Well, we met at a buck and doe. We were just like buck and doe season around here. Next, thing you know, you're going to like six, seven buck and does, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, next thing you know, you see one person at a buck and doe, and then you know, you hit in Delhi. You know, you're going to you got limited selection of the place you're going to go to. You're going to the Polish or you're going to the Belgian, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and then you, know, you, you see the person. I was there with my with my uh, my brother's girlfriend. Actually, it was one of her friends. They had a mutual friend, so that's how we met. Yeah, sort just kind of. Kinda, and in the end, when we and real- you saw a girl that wasn't from town, right? right. Yeah, and, and then it's like, oh, this is even better because we're not related. And in, in the end, what was cr- <laughs> right? And in, <laughs> and in the end, what was crazy is, is the amount of people that she knew and that who I knew, but yet we didn't know each other. Yeah, yeah. So it's worked uh, out because it's easy because you match up well. Like right. you, you have the same sort of like frame of reference. You know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know and. Uh, you know, we, we were we, since we were both single for so long, we weren't afraid. We like going into the into the the whole the whole aspect. We weren't afraid to like you know we were completely open about everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're not afraid to like explain to somebody who you are, and you know, you're not afraid to tell tell your story. And you right. know, after a while, you get you get tired of telling your own story, so you kind of like you know you change it up a little bit. You yeah. know, make it a little more interesting, of course, but. Because you, like, you would have been on the scene for like ten years, right? right before exactly. you actually met each other. Exactly. Like after a while, you get tired of telling everybody, "Yo, I'm a tobacco farmer from a little hick town," right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and what was nice about me when I met Julie was, is you know, we both came from the country and uh, we both had the same, you know, values. So it was pretty, you know, we 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 kind of we mingled pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. But and then, uh, but like before, before Julie, then. Like uh, you, you, you wouldn't. Ha- you must have friends that went online then, or that would have went online. I have dating. friends that have been online dating. It's kind of normal now, right? Yeah, a lot of people do it now. It's kind of like slowly starting. Like it's a big now. Now it's just normal. Right. When it first started, it was only the misfits. Like, and it was yeah. you almost right. had a stigma. Well, it was like secret. Yeah, it was like you whispered about tell. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, they met online. They, yeah. <laughs> you know, like because it was like a thing. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, like I seen on TV the other day, like the Queen's talking about Tinder. You know, oh, yeah. or they're joking about the Queen yeah, talking yeah. about Tinder. Even yeah, I never she... did Tinder either. I don't really. I know a few girls that are on it, but they're more like slutty girls. You know. Yeah, they're more like because Tinder is more. Right. I think of like a hookup site than it is yeah. like. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you and down? Like, like, let's get this. Let's get to it. Yeah. Let's go. Internet and, dating, I think, is more of an like more work. Like you got to fill out. You know, you got to fill. Out a profile, so right, right. But and Tinder's just about hooking up. Tinder is like, yeah, and it's like Pitcher. free prostitution or something like that. It's just <laughs> right. like it's like plenty of fish, right? Like that you know. one's real dating, isn't it? Yeah, but the reality of it is, you know what I mean? It, yeah, yeah. I actually know uh, an older woman that was on Plenty of Fish that met her husband, her now husband, off of Plenty of Fish, if you can believe that. Yeah, I have a friend that met his wife on Plenty of oh, Fish. Oh, and don't too. get me wrong. There's always like, you know, true scenarios of like, the I, concept I, of, the, of the website, but... You know, the main concept from what you, the perspective of what you hear from everybody is as well. Well, yeah, what I, what they said, what the girl said was that you have to be real careful because part of the time you're, you got like, you can, you got real dirtbags that are just out there to get laid and they're not, and then you have real people that are just trying to find somebody because they're busy working and they don't have time to meet anyone. Which is the shame of it all because, you know, you're trying to like someone's genuine and they're trying to like use the, the, the website for its true meaning and then you got... 
you know, other people that it's like, oh, this is my, let me pick from this list. Well, yeah. hold on here. Yeah, you know? I think most of the time, the, the those kind of people will find the kind of people they're looking for. Like, right. there's probably girls that are just doing it for that reason too. And then you'll find the, they'll find each other, and then you'll find the one, other ones will get turned off pretty quick if there's a right. girl that's like. Well, and we're at the age now too, where it's like you know you're gonna you're gonna clue in in a hurry. You know you're gonna see. You, you, I find too at this age, you know, you see through people a lot quicker than you do. You know, when you're younger, when you're a little more, you know, gullible. Right, right. So. Yeah, you get, you get through the fluff and stuff, and then you right. can kind of really get into the personality. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm glad though that I was like that. I lived my life single before this. Like yeah. I got to ex- you know experience different things than like you know my brother. And like I said before, my brother was with his wife since they were 14. So like they didn't really get to experience everything. Like I got to experience like college being like alone and not having anyone like. Skew my like what I wanted to do or like you know skew my judgment or anything. Yeah. I yeah. was all it was all about me. So I really got to live all the experiences. I was always up for anything because like I had no you know I didn't have anyone telling me what I could and couldn't do. I was just having a good time. Yeah, you yeah. know, meeting new people and I met lots of people, traveled lots, you know, did lots of fun things. Yeah, because I always find too when you're in college, like I always seen like buddies that had girlfriends. When they were meeting, when they were going to parties, because, you know, there's options of going meeting new people every second when you're in college and university. Yeah. They, uh, like, it, it, you could just feel that second guess of, like, should I be talking to the person I'm talking to, even though all I want to do is have a good conversation. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. When, and other times, yeah, there's, you know, there's a prerogative, of course, but, yeah, yeah. you know, most of the time, you know, you just want to have general good conversations with people. Yeah, I've been in that, I'm in that boat all the time, because I get girls that get, like, snooty with me when i try talking to him like they think i'm hitting on him and i'm like i'm not hitting on you i just i'm asking you a question to be like because i'm interested in there's a person there you right. know yeah. if you were a dude i'd be asking the same question right. but sometimes i like to talk to girls because they're interesting and i'm not i'm not harmful i'm not like you gotta, cock blocking you if you want somebody else go ahead right and, you're just having a conversation you know you just want to see their angle on something yeah right? i mean i shit you know you know what i gotta tell you that's uh, before, I'm sorry, Jane, I forgot the one thing. When you are talking about these kids sleeping over at each other's house and you said that's the norm, the point I was trying to make before I got distracted by my news story was, you know, you, you let these guys go over to someone's house to sleep over. This is my point. I'm sorry I jumped around. But uh, th- these people, uh, like, just because they're in a situation where there's ample opportunity for them to, like, do bad things doesn't mean they're going to do bad things, right? Like you, And then so if you just make the assumption for your kid that they're going to go to a party and start doing all kinds of unspeakable, terrible things at too young of an age, right? Then that could be insulting to your kid because they're saying you should think more of and that. And insulting right? yeah. to yourself, really, because you guys brought them up and raised them. You know what I mean? So yeah. they're going to b- make But on the other hand, you're, you're allowing the potential opportunity for things to flourish, right? Yeah. And you're either, it's like you know years ago it's like the rules are the rules and you listen and now kids give a lot of big pushback and then you don't know where to go do you want to be you know with the times or do you want to like because obviously well with the times the thing is you're putting them into the wolf's den like you're sitting there like with a bunch of horny little young kids you got to know those kids are going to try everything in their power to to do terrible things, like oh, I'm not right. saying terrible things, but your kid might be, your girl Test might be uh, curious as well. Like she's coming yeah. of age as well. But the, at a party at someone's house with a bunch of kids, it's kind of that whole. It's a little bit too. 
Like there's just too much. There's there's. It's just now you, now your first opportunity is like an orgy or something. You know, it's like a big. Well, I'm not going. It's like there's like you're not. That's not private. It's kind of more public, and everyone's gonna know what's going on because it's a party atmosphere. And if, it's, I know I've been a high school kid. I I've had people put their make me smell their fingers. You know, like <laughs> that stuff happens. Oh you know? my goodness! The, 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 I swear <laughs> to God, I I smelled my one friend in high school's girlfriend's vagina <laughs> more than uh, yeah. probably my wife's because uh, he kept rubbing his fingers in my nose in class because he'd go crazy. between a, a spare and they'd get busy or whatever. You know? Well, yeah, but, and well, it, well, you have parents like it, <coughs> I'm saying I'm old because so. I mean, that's called hooking up, right? We don't even know. Like, hooking up to us means getting together. Yeah, yeah we so, see like, that all there's time. a huge generation gap. In <laughs> yeah. Jane will, say to, Jane will say to people all the time, she's like, hey, why don't we just hook up? And I'm like, no, no, don't say that anymore. It means, it means bang now. You yeah. can't just say, I want to hook up with well, you. Jane, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'll be totally honest with you. I still personally think that generations are going to come and go, but in the end, like, the atmosphere is never going to change. I, all, all I think is is when I'm at a party when I was young, when I was old, or when or not old, but now or when I was a kid, <laughs> like I'm always going to think in the back of my mind, it's like, you know, what would my parents think of me right now? Really? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, You're such a good kid. No, and like I'm not trying to per- perceive that, but like I still think like, like I had every opportunity to rebel just like everybody else, but... Yeah. Like the the way I was raised is is like I was always a little bit intimidated by my dad, right? So, like you always thought, even, whether you did it or not, and you're going to if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it. It's there's no there's no stopping it. It's just a matter of whether you think, all right, am I gonna get killed when I get if if they find out, right? Because yeah, yeah. they always find out. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, well, I, in spe- a small town, in a small right. town, yeah, we're around pretty this, well. Right. This comes from somebody that like the reason why I went to the high school I did was just so that my parents, you know, could find out from the coffee shop about you know <laughs> what their kid was doing when he was running around Delhi, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I always, it, in the end, it's 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 if. If if you if you feel comfortable doing what you're doing without with your parents knowing because they're gonna find out and uh, the odd thing they don't of course but they know and yeah. it's just a matter of whether you know you feel comfortable as a as a teenager because you're gonna I always find you could you could you know nail your kids to the wall or you can let them yeah. go yeah. if they're brought up the right way they're gonna do the right thing yeah exactly yeah. you don't teach right. them anything by nailing them to the wall right, right? exactly but if you, if you, and if you keep doing it you keep telling them you don't trust them you don't trust them to like to it's just gonna get worse it's just, yeah they're gonna have to then find out for themselves like why right. don't you let me you know figure it out for myself so. right because like I, I always find like I was almost nailed to the wall but like my parents gave me my freedom every now and then and uh, like I it, whether they did or not I was still gonna do it or not it's just a matter of whether you know whether you you respected them enough to, yeah, the little angel parent sitting yeah. on your shoulder trying yeah. to, <laughs> yeah, I, like I had a sibling, like my brother, he like he always usually turned to the devil's side, and <laughs> I was always turning to the other side, kind of, ooh, should I do this or not? Yeah, but I had one of those brothers too. Right. That just comes with whether you usually it's the younger run, right? Like I was the oldest, so I was always pin, I was always the you know the model figure. How you know my my dad was like, all right, I'm gonna. I'm going to get him right no matter what. (laughs) And then whatever comes next comes next, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, it's tough. I, I think that no matter how much you kind of analyze trying to how, what you do right with your kids, you're going to screw up more and you do get right. I mean, you're, right. you're going to you do what you can. No one's 
every and it's a lot of it depends on the kid too. Because the kid, if the kid looks back at his life and he wants to find a crutch which he could blame on his parents or her parents, you know, and say the reason I'm a the reason I'm a drunk is because my dad didn't love me or right. you know that's all that's all whatever they want to figure out and exactly find, find in it. But uh, if uh, yeah, I'll take one, Jane. That's okay. And uh, but if you're but if you're like. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought now when she was walking around because she's no. If you're if I, if, if oh, you're yeah, a true tra- like if, if you're true to yourself, you'll you'll you know you'll you'll take responsibility for the actions you made, right? Like, yeah, yeah you know, no choice. Everybody right. can blame everything on somebody else. Yeah, yeah. It's your it's your. But at the end of the day, you own it. And your parents usually, even if they fucked up big time, they did the best they could, right? Like, so you, I think it's always just a waste of time to blame your parents on. Right. It's an easy that, way out. Like, why? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, that's why I could. If I ever went to a shrink where all they wanted to talk about was my, was my well, how my parents screwed me up or whatever, I'd be like, I don't care. Like I, I, I like my parents. Right, you know? exactly. Whatever they did, I don't. I've forgiven them for. Well, I love them. I don't care anymore. You and know? for me, what was huge growing up was is like in high school, just every now and then, like you know, you and you have you like your friends over, and you know, uh, your first instinct is is oh, you don't want your parents around. Well, like I always find what was big was is every now and then they'd stop in. You know, sit around the table with all your all the buddies and and friends, have a drink with you, and just kind of get on your level, right? Yeah, yeah. Fine. Not all, not all the time. Just kind of help you through, help everybody through a conversation. Let them know how they were when they were younger. Yeah, because everybody's the same in the end. Yeah, like, it that's ain't, right. It ain't changing. It's just a cycle. Like every, like we all say, the cycle comes around. Yeah, that's right. That's the same with like uh, even now. I see my daughter's locking herself in the room. She's got her iPod out and she's on the internet. All the time watching whatever YouTubers or stuff I don't get, right? Most of the time. But I'll sit there and I'll spend time lying in her bed watching that crap just so I at least be in tune with what's going on in her life. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't know. Because you get known in her mind as the cool dad, right? You get, you know, not. Yeah, at least like, you're just paying attention to what's going on. Like, you're not, like, saying it's stupid, too. Because as much as I think a lot of that stuff is stupid, like, <laughs> you don't want to say it. You can say, I don't get it. But, you know, a lot of times if you're going to run it down, you're going to just. Uh, feel like you're kind of like putting her down right because right. she likes it if she likes it i mean just because i don't get it doesn't mean there's not merit to it even though it's kind of weird or she'll, right. she'll just think uh you don't get it dad you yeah know? and i am out of touch i'm, I'm a totally out of touch with i'm not a i'm not a 12 year old girl you know like a, I, i've never been a 12 year old girl i don't know how to how to deal with that shit. but in a small sense you want to feel like you're included right in what yeah, her, yeah. she's yeah. thinking right well you know what it's time for guys it's time for the little segment on our show that we do every week. It's called Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. <laughs> feedback. <laughs> well, welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. Uh, this week, you know what I noticed when I listen back to my shows? I say feedback a lot in my feedback. We got feedback segments, don't I? <laughs> the word you go to word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is a guy that listens uh, to our show, and he works at uh, Toyota. And he sent a message to Dave, who also works at Toyota, and, and he said, I just came out of a meeting, and they said feedback like 10 times. I, I, it's killing me, you know, because <laughs> he listens to the show, and he just keeps thinking about feedback. He's singing the feedback. song yeah. in his head. We got feedback. <laughs> Anyways, this week's feedback, We Got Feedback, is brought to you by Amazon. Amazon, as it turns out, uh, you know, they've been a sponsor of my show since the beginning, but uh, Amazon is no longer the big moneymaker for Live from the Dutch Hall. 
though we do we have we have got a lot of people using amazon to help me out so thank you very much to everyone who's made a purchase by going on my website and just clicking on the amazon banner and doing all the shopping so some of that money can go and help or make our show better but uh i gotta do the drum roll for my amazon uh total my amazon total this week is thirty dollars and 14 cents no yeah yeah that's cumulative cumulative get a long a full one for that but it is cumulative since the beginning of the show but what we have also is very exciting and i actually take a picture of myself in my very first live from the dutch hall check that i received in the mail from our friends at vg packers my first month's income from did, did you get a monster one like they do when you win a race no like, and no. i'm gonna ask oh, those guys awesome. that would have been sweet I'm, hanging out yeah i'm gonna ask those guys when they come in if i can maybe get them all in huge checks oh yeah, from here yeah. On. kind of like happy gilmore i'll take it all in big checks <laughs> this is my first this is my first check so i'm really proud of it and this is so this is my uh, another one of our big income earners so i'm gonna give a drum roll for my first vg check Five dollars and eleven cents. <laughs> yes. One month. One month only. One month only. I have raked in five dollars and eleven cents. So it, things are going real well, everyone. So thank you for everyone that's helped. But what also happened at my birthday show? I uh, I was I managed to earn forty five dollars, which has really killed my Amazon earnings. Just having that birthday show. From and then. Uh, kidding. And then also. Just um, from people who didn't want to answer. Yeah, and there was also, I think, some people that just left money on the table when they left. I think that's a good time. <laughs> and I think so. All, any money that was on the Pity table money. when Tips. we left, I just stuck it in the Tips. Dutch Hall. Dutch hey, Hall. Fund. You got to take gratuities when they come, right? Yeah, that's right. I think they had a good time. They enjoyed themselves, and they're like, you know what? I had such a good time. I enjoyed this program so much. I'm gonna just drop 20 bucks on the table or whatever they did. So thank you to those people who did it. They're anonymous shareholders, so they're just gonna go into the pot. Now, when you do donate via PayPal, and we learned this from our my uh, good good listener, good friend of the show, Jeff Kemp. He actually was the first ever to donate on PayPal. He gave $20, and uh, we thanked him publicly and made him the only shareholder in life in the Dutch Hall. And uh, I'm sure he was uh, riding pretty high, you know, uh, around the Blackstock area, feeling pretty important that he was the sole shareholder of life in the Dutch Hall for all that time. Well, I got bad news for Mr. Kemp. He said he's no longer the the hundred uh, percent shareholder. We got an anonymous shareholder who donated on PayPal. He's asked to remain anonymous because he doesn't want to be recognized publicly. But I am gonna. He knows who he is, and I really appreciate his support. He donated fifty dollars to the show on PayPal, so that means that uh, he is a seventy percent shareholder. And I'm Mr. in shock. Mr. Kemp is only at thirty percent, and it also means that our grand total for the whole earnings to date. Oh, it's a long $150.25. That's triple digits. Yeah, it's triple digits, Jane. And uh, I think uh, you owe me an apology after all uh, all those times saying that this is going to go nowhere. And, and, uh, and what am I doing? I never my... said that. No, you thought it. I could see it in your eyes. I could see it behind your eyes. I like the confidence you're showing right now. Yeah. Huh? 
Well, no, I'm fucking smoking it, yeah. Steve. I'm smoking it. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm all over this shit. <laughs> Anyone going to tell me the show isn't a huge success can go fuck themselves? <laughs> not to mention, did you see... Did it's you see? not about the money. I, and I know. It's about, it's about accolades. Yeah, and so I'll tell you right now. It sets a standard, though. <laughs> I, won, I won Best Podcaster and, in brackets, Dad, for my yeah. birthday. That, that award was won by me. Not, it wasn't see, won by Adam that's better than Corolla. $150 any day. That's right. Best podcaster ever is what it said on my trophy. Ever. Joe Rogan never got that. Mark Maron never got that. You know, Bill Burr never got that. That's right. Pete Van Dyke got it. What is the one-year anniversary? Like, when did you do your first It was just before Christmas, because my second episode was the Boxing Day Family Spectacular. So my first episode would have been a week before Christmas kind of thing, Mm -hmm. where we did uh, Cherry Popper, the very first show. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty good episode, actually, when you listen right back to it. It's not so you'll good. have to figure out your, your monetary goals for that one-year anniversary. Well, we're approaching the one-year. And when, when, when we started out the show originally, the very first episode started out where I said, I'm, I've, I'm nobody, I'm absolutely, and I, I still am nobody. And uh, no one, I've, I have no presence on the Internet. You do a Google search, I don't come up. You, do, uh, you, you go on to um, uh, Facebook or Twitter, I have zero followers. I have zero, like, uh, whatever. So, you know, I just. But in the community, the main podcaster in the community. Come on now. Like, <laughs> well, I am Pine Grove's largest podcast yeah. and most uh, most popular podcast. You could throw out Norfolk. Yeah, I was going to say Norfolk. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I'm, the only, I'm the most popular podcast in Norfolk. Is there an uh, Ontario? No, there's not. not. <laughs> I don't think there is. Oh, there's there's like a zillion podcasts. Maybe there's somebody. But no, I figured by now, if there was someone locally who was doing it, I would have found them by now. Like that, there would have been. That well, would, that someone else would have said they should put doing. a shout out and say, hey. Yeah, you're well, if, a, if there is anyone else that's doing a podcast, and this goes for anyone, like if you if you are a podcaster who is listening to this podcast, and you want to and you want to be a guest on Live from the Dutch Hall, or you want me to come over and be a guest on your podcast, I would love to be able to support it because right now you're lonely. Well, I just don't know anyone else that does it. But I I tell you, I I go on my ratings on iTunes all the time, and I look at where I'm on the chart, you know. And, so, and I move up and down. I'm down right now. And there's this one show from uh, from Halifax. I think it's called the Halifax Daily News. Let me just see if I can bring it up here. And it's uh, these two. It's like uh, it's like two people's names. Oh shit. Anyways, I'm not gonna be able to find it on my stupid technology. But it's like uh, these two people, and they're like real cheesy, like husband and wife. You know, like real, you can tell they're probably real nice people. They're really, like, got their act together. And every day they just talk about community things. Real dry, like, NPR, kind of boring shit, you know, like... So, like, a radio station. Comes, yeah, but, like, like, horribly boring, right? And I've, I've listened to it because I'm curious about what these two... Because you see the picture on the little thing? Yeah. You know, like, the Halifax News. I'm going to see what these guys are all about. And it's just awful. It's, like, the worst thing ever. And I just... It doesn't suit me personally. I'm going to start a podcast war. Eh? It's good for business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with, with this couple from Halifax... <laughs> Anyways, uh just terrible to me and they are always not always but they're above me today and it really sits bad in my uh i don't like when they're listed above me on the charts i like them to be below me all the time but it, does it have to do with the re- maybe someone's reviewing them that's what's going on right? i think what's happened is people are going into itunes and giving them more reviews and even and then they move up right and there's probably a market they probably developed the market they do it daily you know i do it mine weekly maybe i gotta do it more yeah, often. for all we know like they could have like a you know little small community that everybody and their mother listens to right right you know? right just in that in their little town and then every, right. and then they get like 
not, not saying that we don't have the same thing, but you know, you're still, you're still, you know, yeah, we're broadening just, your your horizons, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But then other times, I'm above people who are really accomplished, and they, I have no business being above them on the chart either. I know if they they probably look at me and like, what am I doing below? <laughs> this guy's a piece. Of hey, you're being honest though. That's yeah. all that counts, right? I was gonna say, what if it's just random, and then you're it plays it. it, it then why am, why am I you. never on the bottom? Why am I never at the bottom? Mm, there you That's go. what I wonder because otherwise I, I would never be able to figure figure it out. Right. Also, I want to also give a shout out. If you're listening to this show right now and you're from Utah, the state of Utah, around Salt Lake City or something like that, and you've listened to the last few episodes, um, just give me a drop me a line at live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com or, or so I can just know who you are because I don't know anyone in Utah and I'm just interested. To hear what the since someone from Utah has been listening regularly to my show, I can see that on my the way I look at my stats. I'm just interested to see if you, the listener from Utah, would like to give me a little piece of feedback. We got feedback. Let me know what you think because I'd like to know how we're viewed from your part of the world. And I know that you listen to enough of them. I'd like to hear your feedback. So if you, Mr. Utah or Miss Utah, if you give me a, a, a note at live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com, I would really appreciate that. So that go. That's our feedback. We got feedback this week. I forgot to list my listener of the week. My listener of the week this week is um, a Twitter follower of mine. We're gonna name listener of the week is Mellow or Chicklet One on Twitter. So Mellow or Chicklet One, thank you for being listener of the week. I'm going to give you a kiss because Chicklet One sounds like a girl to me. Mm-hmm. And Chicklet One, she reached out to me and she said uh, she liked the birthday show. She said, laugh my ass off at your craziness. Hashtag good, uh, good show and happy birthday. So thank you for the birthday wishes, uh, Mellow. And uh, thank you for listening to the show. So hope you are listening to the week. Congratulations. The only other thing we have to do is... There's no award for that, though. <laughs> no award yet. You know, hopefully no. we can start giving t-shirts to our listener of the week. Your name's uh, on the show. That's your guest. Yeah, yeah. You get the yeah, show. The show, though. The glory yeah. of being yeah. listener of the week. Yeah. This is going to be a great week for Mello. She's going to enjoy herself all week long. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it's 15 She's seconds of fame. She had a right. big shout out. This is the... We got we to open it up. Let's talk to the Haitian tour. Song? Oh, yeah, I like it. Haitian Dwarf every week. Uh, we have to get, uh, give a little shout-out to the Haitian Dwarf. He's been with us since the very beginning, and we all every week he gives us feedback. And this week's no exception. And this week, I, I gave you a little teaser early in the show, and I said how, um, how we had... Uh, Steve Vanicott coming in next week. <laughs> and uh, that was all due to uh, the Haitian Dwarf's feedback last week where he said that uh, Jeff Ball was the most interesting man named after a body part that he had ever listened to. Uh, and this week, and I said we were going to have in um, Michael Chin and Steve Vanicott, right? Those are, that was my response. So this week, episode 43, as we regard to last week, it is episode 44 this week. Mm. So see, episode 43 gave me five stars. And the Haitian Dwarf goes on to say, if it goes well with Steve Vanicock, you should consider booking Harry Seward next. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> That's one of my favorite feedbacks from the Haitian Dwarf. Yeah, I think he's a comedian. Harry Seward, eh, Jane? Yeah. You know him? You know his work? His spelled, uh, Harry is spelled like you'd imagine it, but Seward is, is uh, 
S E A W A R D, like C word. Yeah. Sounds like a real name. It sounds like a real name. It's named after body parts. You get it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just but is it the. Oh, I guess it's the guy. Yeah, he's named after a female body part. Oh. A hairy C word. Because it could be. Harry Cock? Yeah. That's what you're saying? Either we should ask him. I think it's C word. Is this, you can say cock. I think it's not a C word. Like this other C word. You know the other C word? Beef? Yeah, hairy cunt. Oh my goodness. Your dad, <laughs> you said you don't like to do things that make your dad upset. Now, now I know. Now well, he's going to say you said cunt on air? Yeah, I know. Oh my goodness. I was this stuck is really on going that. down. I was stuck show. on that one, so. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. That's Barry would be proud. That's a C word because people don't like to say it, so they say C word, they replace it. But everyone likes saying cock, right? It's yeah. a fun word to say, I think. It's, uh, it's not as controversial. <laughs> like, cock cock yeah. works great. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the Haitian dwarf, uh, he, I'm, I'm so happy that he's uh, back and uh, giving feedback. So thanks a lot, Haitian dwarf. That's feedback. We got feedback this week. So um, the only other thing I wanted to do, where are we with the show? We're already at 51 minutes. It's gone like crazy fast. Yeah. Eh? Uh, Smooth. So the only thing I want to do there, a couple, of, we usually do this week in the news. So we're going to go on to do a little this week in the news. And uh, I'm going to break it. I got a bunch of stories here, but I think I'll just do one or two of them. So we already did the one about the yoga pants. This next, uh, this week in the news story, I read it. It was uh, about Down syndrome. Uh, the Down, the people that represent the Down syndrome people. You know Down syndrome, right? Uh, they're uh, they're uh, outraged now because they feel that the uh, that uh, their community is being portrayed as being overly cute. Their community, like as if there's like a well, like they're people down on them. Or what? No, but they they all. Get I know what together, you're saying. I'm just right. <laughs> it's the way so, it's put. So, yeah, the entire herd of Down syndrome people. <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing, but no. yeah. Well, no, they're saying that their 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 objection to the way they're portrayed in the different campaigns to try to gain awareness for their causes and stuff like that is that, you know, they're trying to empower the the people and say that it's a positive thing that these people are like really you know, positive people to be around. But they're grouping them all with one brush and they kind of paint them out to be like real cutesy, right? Like like they like they're really happy and like they're showing how it's almost like a like a, like it's a real blessing, and because these guys are so full of joy and so happy and so like cute, but but their the the their group is saying that um, they feel that that's not a real well-rounded viewpoint of the of the community, and that they should uh, really paint them more to be like just like regular people trying to figure it out, or like just like the some of them are cute and some of them are real happy, but some of them are probably dicks, right? I don't know. I've never met a Down like syndrome person. Like they do person. that for advertising, the cute pictures of them or something. Yeah, like they're like yeah. For, they do that also for like World Vision or whatever. They always put the cute little. Um, yeah, they they you know. yeah they put the the, the the poor starving children. Poor people, yeah. But they, they don't put the, the one with they don't put there. the one with the hair lip unless they're trying to raise money for the hair lips. <laughs> right? yeah. That's what it is. And then is that such yeah. a wrong misperception? You know, like it's, no, it's true. It's just I guess their objection was just that it's just not at all like it's not like um, it's almost like uh, if you said like if I was a Dutchman like I'm a I am I'm like if, and you just said all Dutchmen are funny right and you're just like you just make a statement like that it's a positive thing you're saying we're all funny but then you're saying then all of a sudden there's like a fucking tsunami come or so, something bad's going to happen or something and I go like everybody like uh look out there's a you know uh, something terrible oh, what's that I'm going to get a better example than that that one sucked let's say let's say like uh Let's say they were like uh, damming up a river that's by your subdivision, 
and you see these guys doing it, and you're like, you're like saying, guys, when they dam this river up for this new development, it's going to flood all our backyards. We can't stand for this. And everyone's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. you know, you're hilarious, right? And I'm like, no, I'm fucking serious. Like, I'm trying to take me serious, right? Yeah. And they're like, no, no, you're, you're just meant for our entertainment. You know, you're just, uh, you know, I just feel good because you, you bring me joy, and then you're not meant to be something that's going to be serious or whatever, you know? But that's the same thing with Down syndrome people. Like they were just, they feel like they're just being kind of almost like made to be a source of entertainment or some source of like, we're going to bring you joy because you see two Down syndrome kids like hugging each other. It just makes you happy, you know? Yeah, they always look like they're smiling. Yeah, yeah. Like they, 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 and to be honest with you, every Down syndrome person that I have gotten to know in my life has been uh, awesome. Like it has been a lot of fun, to be honest with you. Like you just do feel good when you hang around with them because they are. They have a better outlook on life. They're not well, as jaded they're, or something. They're simpler, right? They don't, uh, yeah. I don't know. But then you also see them get frustrated and you see them get upset. Yeah, exactly. You know, you see that if, if people are like picking on them or giving them a hard time, it's like, where's Adam? Like the, the full package of the, of uh, any person is, is, is the full thing. And they're just saying they're, they're saying you're just trying to make us too one dimensional as being these cute little people that you can take joy watching us. Enjoy, but we struggle with life like everyone else, and you okay. just have to. Good, thank you for you know, like. Yeah, yeah, that was their thing. So they actually got mad that they're being portrayed too, too, too positively, I guess. But I thought that was kind of weird because you know that is in, that is interesting. It's like anyone could make their, you know, like I just feel like people are just getting getting too picky about that. Like that's. It, you can't help it that they're cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's is, like, it is like they are cute. Yeah. And they're just, just gotta watch out for them. A, you know, they're in, always in good, they always have great spirits. Like, you know, like they're always just like really yeah, it seems bubbly like, and stuff. So, like, why not portray the like positives of them? Like, that is positive. You gotta watch out for yeah, them. Yeah. Still, they got hidden strengths in those people. Yeah, they, they do. <laughs> That's another conception. They that, do, though. I've, from what I hear, they do. Like, you gotta watch out for them. They, like, they don't realize their, their, their power, strength. Yeah, their yeah. strength. Yeah, I know. It's true, though, too. I, Next I, you I know, have, they blow through a wall. Like, look out, you know? Yeah. I had a, I, I, like, it is, kind of, I had to babysit a kid that, it wasn't Down syndrome, though, but he was, like, somehow, like, uh, I don't know, uh, what, I don't even know how to say it without being totally offensive, but he was, he was delayed somehow, like, mentally, like, his development. That's a good was, way to put it. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, and I remember I babysat him, like, slow. when he was already, I think he was, like, eight or nine years old, and I was still changing his diapers, like, he was slow in his development, right? Like, uh, which is, like, changing an old alcoholic's diaper. Yeah, like, it's sl- not, that's slow, man. Eight or nine? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, like, eight. That'd well, be uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, well, yeah, of course it's uncomfortable. It wasn't <laughs> pleasurable for him either. <laughs> so you picture an eight-year-old that's grumpy about it, and he's, like, uh, and you got to sit there and get him to lie down and change the diaper. I think I'm 12 or 13 at the time, you know? I'm just trying to change this. You're thinking in your head, what the hell? Like, figure this figure this well, out. You know, he's, he, in, in, to, he to a degree, figure. right? I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, he can't do it, but... You I know, think a I, small part of you is thinking, "Holy jeez, why am I like? Why do I have to do this?" I saw him when he was a grown man, uh, and he remembered me. Eh? Really? Yeah. Because usually, like those type of people, you think they they see such a small, one dimensional, 
you know, short term. Well, that's short-term. a really nice thing to do. So, like, how could he forget you? Like, that's really a nice thing of mm. you to be able to do that at such a young age when you're not as mature. Right. I'll tell you, when you got your 20 bucks for babysitting that day, you're like, shit, man. I, I deserve got, more. I got a tip for that one. Hey, where's, yeah. the, good, where's the gratuities <laughs> there? Yeah. yeah. Throw me the 20 yeah. uh, more. Can we renegotiate price? <laughs> yeah. I think he ate, like, Mexican last night. I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, anyways, that'd be a traumatizing experience. When he didn't want you to do something is what I was trying to get at. Even though he's only like eight or nine, whatever he was, uh, you had a hard time getting him to like physically. I couldn't uh, make him do something. Like I said, man, they got yeah. hidden strengths. And yeah. then yeah. mentally too, you probably couldn't because he would be like a one or two year old, right? Who would just you can't. Yeah, like really if he's kind of pulling, like, pulling a tantrum of some sort, like there was no stopping him. Like there was just yeah. like he was too strong, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, different. <laughs> it's, too, it's different. You just had to go with it. And even now, I see him. I still see him from time to time around town. And he's a big guy. Like he's a big guy. Like if he wanted to, if he got mad, like he would he would kick some ass, right? Run you over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't know how true that is. It's just stereotypes, and I, I love stereotypes mostly. But uh, even if they're but even if they're positive, they can somehow be like uh, offensive, eh? Right. Which I think is crazy. Mm-hmm. If if a- Asian people are good at math, how are you gonna get your nuts in a knot about that? <laughs> yeah, I like right? that. I like that. But if you're a bad driver, now all of a sudden people are saying well, that's that's unfair, right? Mm-hmm. But they're both, uh, you know, you gotta take the good with the bad. What white, we don't have stereo. We have our stereotype with white people is we have no rhythm, right? We can't, right. and then we're all nerdy. When people make in, uh, impressions of us, we're all like really. Uh, well, somehow we're like rich, sophisticated people who don't know, like, like when people were real tight ass, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not all white people. We have trailer park trash. Like that's us too, you know. Yeah. Like, you have to get. You're, you can't just make fun of us for being one or the other. Then and then there's people. So many of us just live in the middle. We're not like. Uh, we're not like these like stuck up assholes, you know. Right, we got the, a wide range, yeah. Yeah, we're in somewhere in the middle in the <laughs> in the dark spots. That's where we are. Anyways, stereotypes are fun. We don't have white people don't have the, fun, the cool ones. We don't have really a positive stereotype, do we? We run everything, but that's just more to. We had to do something right, but there's no stereotypes. We're just evil, like they're like the devil, right? That's all we got. <laughs> Anyways, the only other story I had, and we usually get a little. I like to do one or, one or two stories about religion. This was the one that I I found. Where there was a, a gentleman that was uh, uh, just awarded nearly two million dollars settlement for um, refusing to recognize a higher power in his uh, court-ordered um, treatment for methamphetamine addiction. What? So he went to like a twelve-step program because he was addicted to meth, I think, or methamphetamines. Is that the same thing, methamphetamines and meth? Yeah, I think, yeah. So. I think so. So, anyways, he's doing those. He's addicted to them. He goes to the twelve-step program. And one of the things in the twelve-step program is for them to um, um, submit to a higher power, right? So this guy was an atheist, and he said, "Well, I'm not submitting to a higher power. A court cannot order me to believe in God. I don't believe in God, right?" So he uh, was then put back to jail because he didn't comply with the court order to go through this thing. Yeah. And they said even in the training, uh, they this is what he, he was quoted as saying. He said, they told me anything can be your higher power. Just fake it until you make it. Like, just pretend you like the higher power or make up a higher power just to get through this fucking thing, and then you don't have to go back to jail. And the guy's like, no, I'm not playing your game. I don't believe in God, and I shouldn't be forced to, to do it, right? So they're saying, like, just... Follow follow what we're saying to a degree, and yeah, yeah, we're making everything. Will, yeah, well, everything will work itself out. So he refused. He said, "This is bullshit." He just stuck with it He's, and he uh, played to the letter, and and then they put him back to jail. And so then he went to his lawyers, and the lawyers got him the settlement. 
uh, for like I think one point nine million dollars. It was just shy of two million bucks. Oh, and the provi- but the probation official said that uh, this guy Hazel, I forget his his last name's Hazel. He was allegedly being disruptive, though in a congenial way, to the staff as well as other students. Sort of passive aggressive. The searchlight said so. What I take from that is that he was probably in this like group with a bunch of other like alcoholics and drug addicts and stuff, and they're trying to get you all through the steps. And he's like, people are talking about like how they're uh, they've they've given themselves to God and it's helped them to get through this or whatever, and it's worked for them, so they're pretty proud of it. And then he's going around telling them, "What are you, an idiot? Like you <laughs> you believe in that shit? Isn't it a bunch of?" You no, know. but so this guy, this guy had a problem, and the system tried to help him, and then he played the system, and now he's making big bucks. Yeah, he's out. Of, now he's out of jail, and he's got money to buy as much like, meth as he wants. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh my gosh. you give a drug addict two million bucks, like what the what the hell? Oh yeah, it's going. It's, it's getting burnt in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. What I, if I, if you're selling meth, I would probably head to his this guy's house. You got you, you got your you got your in, contract for life. You know, you get rid of as much meth as you want. And yet we all gotta like all of us normal people gotta make money the the honest way <laughs> and this guy's making money just by well, sticking to his guns was well this that's in the states yeah it's in the states oh there you go well, in the there states you go everybody oh yeah yeah, yeah we're getting that way here anything. we are yeah 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 we're getting because now you're starting to see the billboards in canada even of like the injury injury lawyers i mean back right right in where we live delhi yeah it's, it's known as scooter town well what did they people say people are playing the system with scooters oh, anything to get this like to get a free ride eh? like the what was the thing that we saw it was some guy it was doing a personal injury lawyer that just focused on uh, hockey injuries if your kid gets hurt in hockey he'll sue he'll sue like the minor hockey or the coaches Jeez. or whoever the player what they're just going to go sue kids for so getting it totally hurt. takes away from the game totally oh, Jesus. They're Let, gonna end let's up get political well, about it's it it's part of your risk it is from playing like it's right. just uh, well that's the thing you should you assume a certain level of risk when you play a sport yeah. and let alone a contact sport like hockey and and if you start bringing lawyers involved and having them all of a sudden start suing people for for freaking getting hurt playing a sport, I mean, then no one's going to play. Or when you do play, you're going to be in this freaking, like, plastic bubbles with bubble wrapper kids, send them on the ice, and God forbid they freaking get a hard check into the boards yeah. or whatever. And, and then, then the we, game is totally gone. The, yeah, the game's going to be – like, football become fucking touch football. And Let's it'll get the die. flags out. Get yeah. the flags out. And it's going to be – because the lawyers are going to kill it like they do everything else. Like, you should be able to – I don't care what you're doing, even though the risks are terrible – but if you sit there and say, I want to do this and take the risk that I'm going to end up being a, mu- a mush head, like I mean, anyone that's in the NFL right now or NHL for that matter, knows that if you're getting hit by these giant guys who are going at like mock speed, throw, hurling their bodies into Running you, you over. Like, wearing pads that are made of hard plastic and smashing your heads into the glass and stuff like that. and You clearly should be smart enough to see the risk. Yeah, like, th- that's your risk when you get yeah. into it. But you're compensated with the money. So then that's what you're saying, okay, I'm going to beat my head up for a few years and then I'll be fine. And, you know, you can say that's kind of weird because it's your head. But if you're even new in farming, you take a, your body takes a toll. Right, from exactly. Like, and, since I, and, and since I run my own business, like, you know, you get hurt. Like if I get hurt, like, you know, you're brushing it off. There's no such thing as getting sick or getting hurt in the harvest season. Like, no, no, you're no. pushing through. Like, yeah, you got you, know. the, you can't stop. You have a short window to get it in, and yeah. you have to forge through to get it done. And if you have enough drive, which the sports you're talking about, you should have the drive already. If you have enough drive, you should you know understand the consequences. I bet you you don't even. Uh, you probably don't even. Um, 
uh, get sick as much in the summertime. No, your drive is just solely on on the end product that you don't even think about it. No, in the wintertime when you have time to feel every ache and pain and those, oh yeah, you, you know, don't you don't mind you know. Yeah, then you're gonna take some little me time to yeah. sit there and snuggle up in a blanket and get someone to bring you soup or something. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you try that in August, you know, like go fuck yourself. We're yeah, all exactly. busy, right? We're all yeah. busy. So motor on. So you're gonna have to put up with him in the winter, you know. I know it's gonna suck. She's, <laughs> she's a great cook. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part about your type of farming with tobacco farming, because like you go from going like snot, or this is like vegetables, any of the seasonal stuff. Yeah, any of that, any, and pretty go, well anything in farming. Yeah, you is, go like snot, unless like a greenhouse where it's year round or you know something like that. You're pretty much like that's every yeah, I'm, or a dairy farmer or something like has always got to do. Yeah, see, stuff. I'm pretty lucky that way. Like tobacco is it's got a window. Yeah. Whereas, whereas there's a lot of other farming where you know, like even uh, ginseng, it, it runs longer. You know, tobacco we got that window. You got that small window, and you're just huge drive. You make your money in that short time, and then you know you enjoy your free time. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. But the where the other one, I always think it's more like a sprint versus a marathon. Like a dairy it farmer's is. like a marathon. You yeah. gotta wake up every day, 365 days a year. You're, I give them guys credit. Yeah. There's no end. I'm glad to that. my old man doesn't have cows. Yeah. <laughs> I know my my family in Holland oh, came from that background. They all did, right? Yeah, yeah, hogs and and uh, dairy. So, and I'm I'm lucky that we didn't go into it because it's just like so much. I like having seasons. You know, you get through it and then you have a break. You know, and you go you get through yeah. It like for how hard it is, don't get me wrong. I like I look at myself as a spoiled person. Like, you yeah. know, I get to do my job for you know seven eight months of the year and then. Nothing. Yeah. You know, even though you're still always thinking you're the business, you're always thinking, you know, what's next and how can I make my business better? But, you know, you, you have that luxury of, you know, working for yourself. Because I went from, you know, factory work to working for somebody else and, you know, making money for somebody else to giving up that job and working on the farm and just, you know, the lifestyle alone, like, Forget it. Forget about money, making money. You know, the lifestyle alone just is the biggest payoff that you can ask for. Yeah, yeah. Right? Do you think if you didn't work in the factory, if you would have just stayed on the farm with, and stayed working with your dad and then taken over for your dad, do you think you would have had the same view on that you're lucky and spoiled? Oh no, oh no. I I, I know now that I was spoiled. Like because you know in the factory, you know people hate their life. Yeah, yeah. they honestly do. Like, yeah, yeah. and it's like days of our lives in there. Like it's its own uh, little, it's, yeah. it's its own little city. Yeah, you know, like people on the line. It's like the daily grind. You know, waking up and just they got nothing to do but you know put in them two three screws every day yeah, yeah. into into a car. And they're so bitter, like, and they just yeah. want to tear down stuff because they're so they're so unhappy. So then someone will tell you to do something, and you'll be like, they'll just shit all over it, and then right, like, tell you why it's garbage. Like when I was in the factory, like getting people that are making forty bucks an hour. To work is harder than getting people making the wage they do on the farm, you know, the offshore labor that work for us. You know, it's just, you know, you, the, the passion in work is so much different. Like, people in a factory, what I always look at is they get stuck. Right. They get stuck in life. They, 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 uh, they find their spouse. Odds are they find their spouse in the factory, so they both, they're both making that same wage, and then they get a mortgage. They get married, they get a mortgage, and then they get stuck. And they yeah, because the wage is good. Yeah, and then once they don't really need the money <laughs> enough, then they're then they're so close to their pension, and they stay they stay around for their pension, right? Right. And then and then and in the automotive industry, you know, cycles go up and they go like you know waves go up and down, and you know things are good, and then they go bad, and when they go bad, well, you know that's when life get life starts to suck, where 
you know, we have that too in farming, but you know, you still the lifestyle is just so much different. Right, right. You have so many opportunities. Right. Do you think it's an as an adjustment for you because you didn't grow up on a farm and now to be on a farm, Julie, does that is that an adjustment for you? Um, no, because like, I, well, I grew up in the country. I just didn't live on a farm. So I did still, you work on a farm growing? I worked in tobacco when I was younger, and I worked in a greenhouse. Um, yeah, I, I did stick kills though. Like I did the old school. <coughs> oh, tobacco. time machine. Yeah, like I used to put it. That, like I was the first one on the line, so I did the mm. bottom layer of it. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, I did that for a couple summers. Jane worked the ne- Jane worked the needle, too. eh? Jane worked the needle. On the time machine. Yeah, and my two sisters, because I was the oldest, right? She didn't wear gloves. Did you wear gloves? No. You didn't wear gloves either? No. Oh, that's a big deal, right? You gotta, you gotta feel the tobacco. Yeah, because you have to make sure all the ends are right in there, like right up. So your hands would be stained with with nicotine and tar, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, for me, what was big is is like what we enjoy is is like Julie still she loves to like you know hit the, the weekend starts and she's not just bumming around the house like she's out with me on the farm and. You know, yeah. how, how can she help out kind of thing, right? Yeah. I like Which to is a see b- how things go and, like, you know, I like to get in there. I help them do anything, even if it's, like, mechanic stuff, you know, change tires or hold the light. Whatever Everybody needs a light holder, lift right? Things, yeah. Lift things. You know, or, like, whatever. those 12 o'clock runs to the kill yard, right? That are, you yeah. know, it's a... Let's go. Slot, yeah. It's a lifestyle, so you have to be in for it. Or, like, if you're not yeah. up for it, it kind of puts a big damper on things. Oh, yeah, I agree 100%. It takes a certain person, right? Like, certain people, like, back in the day, my dad always said, like, women loved, like, if, if, if they were dating a farmer, that was a big deal. Like, you know, they were in for big things. Well, these days, finding somebody that, you know, they're they're actually, like, they can understand the lifestyle because it, it's a big change. Like we go from doing nothing to, you know, yeah. please leave, you know. Yeah, 24-7. Yeah, like, I got to hang up the phone right now because I'm doing something. Like stop talking, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just, and it's, it's, it's. I'm yeah. ADD. Like I like to be like super busy all the time. I can't mm. be slow. Like I am have the busiest. I always am really busy. Yeah, it's my schedule is usually always packed. I hate having downtime. Yeah, yeah. See, that's you see, you call yourself ADD, and it's a positive thing, right? Right. Yeah. I always get. I look at it as a positive thing. I know that there's every situation is different because, because were you really ADD, or did they? Is that like a self diagnosis? Self diagnosis. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the same way. I got. I think I just I'm just can't keep my train of thought in order, so I'm oh I must be ADD, but really I'm just probably like a scatterbrained idiot, you know. Like is that that's done now? We have to have a title for it, right? Yeah, label everything. Well, yeah. you just you enjoy doing lots of stuff, right? Like yeah. you enjoy doing you enjoy being busy. Where yeah, yeah, I just you 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 just go in different directions. Mm-hmm. I I'm very much happier when I'm busy as. As heck, you know. Yeah. It eats me alive if I'm just if I'm not busy because your I, day's more enjoyable. Right? Few, yeah. yeah, it's just depressing. It's like you have things to look forward to, and you just keep strolling through the day, you know. And like there is still times where your day will lead you wherever it may take you, you know, because it's not 100 percent set. But you got to have somewhat of like you know somewhat of like things to do for the day. Right. But right. you have stuff to look forward to, and you just rock out and see where the day takes you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know when you were talking about um, you know you're talking about your brother your brother met his girlfriend when he was young and then mm-hmm. and they stayed together and then uh, you said how you had your university thing well my dad when we when I was uh, like 18 um, I remember I was trucking tobacco with him and he had said to me I was so I was say I was working in tobacco I dropped out of high school so I could raise money to go to university doesn't make sense but it did kind of me at the time <laughs> and then uh, he, I said he was saying to me he goes you know you and Jane are getting pretty serious. Maybe uh, you should 
you know, find out what else is out there before you settle down. You know, you're a pretty young guy. And um, just so you don't have any regrets later in life. So when Jane and I, have we told us on the air before? We have, haven't we? I don't know. Anyways, uh, so Jane and I actually um, agreed that when we went to university, we would break up. Oh, yeah, and, we Yeah, we did date. tell this. We did tell this on the show before. Yeah. So anyways, we broke up. You should know. You've seen all the shows. But uh, we, we broke. We went on a date to break up, and then we went to university so we could have our own thing to make sure that we did what you were talking about so that we would be more well-adjusted, that we lived a life. And uh, that's rare. Like, no regrets. That's a, yeah. Because I think sometimes that's what, like, if you don't, like, well, maybe you guys are more of, like, you guys are more of, like, a chill couple, but sometimes people have control over each other. And that's where, like, I think that people that divorce, like, you know, in their, like, early 40s or something is because they didn't live their life all the way out and they regret things yeah, that they didn't point. do or they held them back. Yeah, you know, yeah, like of, it could have been anything. It could have been anything that they wanted to do when they were younger, and they didn't do it because they were tied up in this relationship, and they thought, you know, they, they didn't want to give it up. And, yeah, and then I don't the know, grass is always I'm not greener. Sure. Yeah, everyone yeah. always thinks yeah. that. Yeah, you know, I see that, and then also you get to a certain age where you feel like maybe uh, your di- your days of being able to do it with your looks are kind of numbered. You know, you're getting a little. You're starting to get a little older, and then you start to think, well, if I'm gonna ever find out, I should do it now. And then yeah. They, and then the second guessing stage. That's why I feel my age is a big time for people splitting up, isn't it? Don't you find? It seems like it. It you comes in waves. Like you'll see, like the wave of young people that get married and it just doesn't work out. You know, like there's those people that just made bad choices and then yeah. it ends before it starts, kind of thing. And then there's that wave of like, must be like ten, fifteen years in that you see them all kind of breaking up. They used to say seven year itch, but I don't yeah, see. I don't, I don't like see it at seven year itch. Yeah. I, I see it more like ten or fifteen years of marriage. You start to see them breaking up and then okay. you'll see the ones that are like 25 years like when their kids are done school now and, they, and then they get divorced because they were holding off and just trying to do the right thing or they're so focused on the kids and then finally when the kids are off and then, then they didn't looking, know what to do they're, they're like, looking at each other they're like i'm left yeah. with this guy you know, yeah. for real i forgot about you like holy the rest of my <laughs> life with just you, you yeah know? and then they get divorced so you see that sometimes too which is which is that's kind of too bad. Like you know, you've yeah, already you you've can gone finally spend time together. Yeah, you've gone that then, far. It's like yeah. you know, come on. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Are you like? There's a lot of times um, you always think about the one true love, and and that's what marriage is all about. You're searching for that one person in the whole world. Yeah. And then is there really, you know, like, are you really looking for the one? Or are there lots of people that you could be with? You just have to work hard at the one you choose. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. Yeah, I think that too. When I, work. when I was young, I was a true love kind of guy. Like I believed in the love of, you know, the one person that's meant for you. And then it just happened. She lived two concession roads over from me. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> she, you know, like like it's pretty coincidental that out of billions of people, my one my one person for me was just a couple roads over. And I thought, well, you know, I could probably have made it work with lots of different people but it's uh it was just so it was just so perfect with you cuz it cuz cuz we had the same sort of like it wouldn't be as much fun you, we knew the you same you already knew each other you probably kind of, yeah. like, cuz yeah, you like, were probably like knew each other from or before or i don't know we didn't we didn't know each other but we knew the same all the same people cuz we grew up yeah. in the same area but well, we didn't know each other so it was kind of yeah, same same ideas same ideas what you yes. talked about and then we just kind of like so then when you started to get to know each other like you kind of you knew all the same people and when you, you the people you didn't know were the same kind of people like it was so it was 
just easy. You just felt like you knew everybody. And the sense of family was a big thing, too, for us. Because, like, I, I, like, it's hard for people to get how close I am to my family, especially being how big it is, you know? Right. And uh, so well, I, I always find, too, I got told, like, you, can, you can't pick your family, but you can pick your extended, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. find that's a big part of it, too. That you like, can pick your who yeah you can pick your pick your extended family you know what I mean like family to me is a big thing yeah yeah right? yeah but you you gotta you gotta be able to enjoy your life I'm with super the extended tight with my family too yeah you, yeah. Gotta be, you gotta be able to enjoy the extended family too right if you know it like you see it on TV too or every now and then in a movie or something you know and that one person they just hate their that one in law or something it's like you know life it's, that 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 sucks like, yeah, yeah yeah you know that's just gonna make every part of your life shitty until you know what i mean but not every part but no but like i'm not yeah well yeah i, I guess i can like i i'm not my mother-in-law does is not my biggest fan she's uh she's <laughs> you've told me. me this before yeah yeah and uh and uh but but i mean but she loves me right I'm, I'm sure she does because she has no choice we're just we're just together forever right like we're gonna yeah. spend a lot of time together she doesn't have to like me but you know but she but you gonna know we're gonna. I'm not going anywhere, right. <laughs> so you're gonna have to deal with me forever. <laughs> yeah. So you might as well just get used to it. You know, you don't have to like me, but you you you're pretty much gonna have to deal with me because I'm yeah. not going anywhere. You <laughs> <Right>. know. <laughs> so we'll just try to be nice to nice to each other. Yeah. So it does. It's not as nice as if you're like super tight or whatever, but it's not necessary. You know, even your right. family, your own kids. I told my kids. I told just today. I said, uh, you know. Uh, I don't. I don't have to like you. I'm always going to love you unconditionally. But I, my liking you is very conditional. You know, if you're True. a real jerk, you know, I'm still going to love you, but I'm not going to like you. I'm not going to like hang around you if you're always being a jerk to me. Well, and I've seen that in like my parents too. Like, you know, they, there was unconditional love, but if they didn't like us, yeah, like you know, yeah, it's just a, you're exhausting to be around. Just stop doing that. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. <laughs> and you you found out in a hurry when you're you know what I mean. Like yeah. our generation of parents, like. Well, I think that's one of, the, one of the reasons why Jane's mom doesn't like me is because uh, I don't know if, if what it really is, but I think it's because in my family, if you didn't like something that somebody was saying, you just tell them you didn't like it. Right. You just tell them right off, and if and they, you dealt with it in the situation. Yeah, and they would usually get mad at you, and then there would become some sort of a kerfuffle. It just happened at Thanksgiving. My sister, I said something that pissed my sister off, and uh, so she was really mad at the way I answered her question about my sweet potato pie. <laughs> and uh, and so, cause, and the reason was, and I never got to answer it because it's so. But she every year I bring sweet potato pie to Thanksgiving. Every year I bring sweet potato pie. I love it, right? Yeah. And my niece loves it. My niece Emma loves it. So I make sure she requests it, right? And a bunch of the kids like it, and a bunch of people like it. So I bring it, and my little brother and my little sister always say they like pumpkin pie and they don't like sweet potato pie they think sweet potato, which is marginally different from one another they're almost identical right, right? a little bit of difference in density and a little sweetness <laughs> you know but it's very close and so i'm like how can you hate my pie and like pumpkin pie they're very similar to one another and uh, they're just like i'm and the one year they actually brought their own pumpkin pie because they're like i'm not eating your sweet potato pie oh really so it's years Throw and years, years and years of insulting my pies which i'm very proud of right Anyways, and as long as you got one fan, that's all that counts, right? Well, it's, it's a big hit every year, yeah. but I have to put up the shit from them every year. <laughs> so, so this year I come in. My sister says to me, "She said, I wonder if she's gonna listen to this and give me shit. She probably will. She gives me shit about everything." So the the, the <laughs> this one, she's gonna. She comes in. She says, "What kind of pies are those?" 
And I look at her, I'm like, you, f- you fucking know damn well yeah. what kind of pies these are. Every year it's the same thing. You give me shit about it because it's sw- sweet potato. She goes, is it sweet potato or pumpkin? I'm like, oh, God, you know. Every year it's the same argument. So and she's saying it to try and get you, give you a hint. And you're like, no, fuck that. I'm going to bring my sweet potato pie. Like, yeah, that's right. Well, she was just trying to. I thought she was. I thought she was going me into a fight, like because she knows that she she bugs me, and yeah. I was just like, ah, I'm not. So I was being short with her, and she was like, "Why are you being such a dick?" Like I just asked her what kind of pie it was, you know? Like <laughs> stop being an idiot to me. So kind of like, and then I got real calm with her. Like I got, I didn't get angry. Yeah, I know she was getting angry, so I got real calm, which really pisses her off even more, you know? Like why are you being like that, all kind of quiet and nice? And then she's just still kind of trying to say like, "You wronged me. Why aren't you?" Uh, making it right, and I'm like, I don't know. you you do it every year, you know. I didn't, I just thinking it like, but it drove her nuts, and she was really pissed at me. And I'm like, this is gonna last probably two minutes tops. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was gonna wait it out, and then by the time prayers rolled around for Thanksgiving dinner, uh, we'd all be forgotten. We were forgotten. Yeah, yeah, we were all cool again. You know, it was no big deal, and that's the way our family works. You you do something, you get mad at each other, and then you fr- move on, right? Right. And uh, I think with Jane's family, that wasn't the case. So when I, when I was with my new family, my wife's family now, you know, I consider them my family, so I'm part of the family. They said at the wedding, they welcomed me to the family. So you figured out it's <laughs> true, right? Yeah. yeah, so I can be like I am with my family. But it didn't work, because <laughs> they don't do that there. That was just said, and, and other words were should have been assumed. Yeah, yeah like, I'm like, hey, you're, you're like, I don't like what you're doing, and I'd just say it, and they'd be like, you're an ass. You're being an asshole. You know, we don't do that. Except they just think it and make you quiet and just hate me from the inside. They don't. They don't uh, do it outwardly, right? Yeah. I'm like, they see you know you're getting pulled out of inheritances and stuff. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I was okay. I don't think I was ever in. <laughs> I've been a dick since the beginning, so it's been clear. I don't think they ever wrote me in anything, which is just fine. I don't deserve it. So. um but yeah. Anyways, it, it 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 is what it is. I always just say you love your family no matter what. Like I, I don't. Right. But it, I don't even take offense to it. I don't expect. I know I'm not likable to everybody. Like that's for God. You can't. Sure. Why? And you just do your best, and that's all you can do, you right? Can't yeah. Like when your your personality opinionated, and you're just gonna say whatever. No one. Like not everyone's gonna like you. No. 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 Uh, I, I was surprised anyone does. <laughs> and so. But because yeah, it's a not a not a nice person. I was at work this week too. I was at work and I had a, we were having these computer problems and they're really big issues, eh? So I get pulled out of the office and I'm like, uh, I, and it's my wife's business, you know. So I'm I'm like, I I can only screw it up, you know. She's done a really good job with it, so I I don't want to screw it up. That's really what my thing is. So I come out. I'm very frustrated with the situation, you know, that my computer keeps crashing. We're not getting the right help to fix the problem, you know. So I'm very upset with the, and then we tr- our regular fix wasn't working, and you know we're just trying to run a business, so it's all screwing us up. So I'm very frustrated. So I said to my, I made a conscious effort in my head to not be a dick, you know, like to go out there and just be very calm, even though I'm not getting the answers I need to fix it, you know, because I'm usually thinking about ten things at once and I'm trying to get it all sorted out in my head. So I want answers quick, and I'm not usually getting the ones I'm asking. So it's frustrating. Because I'm not communicating properly, and I'm getting more frustrated, and I'm like, uh, "You have to um, not be a dick, not be a dick, right?" So I'm like trying to hold in, so I'm not being a dick. And uh, my face, apparently, my wife tells me that it's my face. My that that if, says I, it if all. I hold in my prick voice, <laughs> that it it comes out and my makes my face contort to some way that I look frightening, like that. People, my intensity. So they just read it on you. Is yeah, yeah. They, I can't hide from it. Yeah, either way. 
Either way, I'm a dick. Like I can't even stop. But even when I'm being nice with my words, my my face looks like I'm so I'm so intensely like pissed off or something that that I, honesty I, comes I, out of you. I scare people. Like, yeah, it's too intense, eh? And uh, and I, I did it again to that poor girl. But she luckily she works she works for us so long. She's like, uh, when you get like that, Pete, I just kind of like. Uh, just get out of your way because there's nothing. Just zone it out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't take it personal, she said. So I'm like, thank God. And that's why it takes Yeah, but that's good then. At least yeah. she sees you. For well, at least I could be honest about it. I said, yeah. I, am I not? Like, I went in the next day and I said, you know, yesterday, I don't know if you, you guys probably got. Yeah, I probably didn't handle myself properly because I could tell you guys were kind of like. Uh, Quiet, you know, like I, that. I was making you uncomfortable with my tenth, yeah. the tenseness I was bringing. You heard the, the pin drop. <laughs> they're like, no, no, we get it by now. We get it. You're not. You're. You're not. It's not nothing personal to us. It's just for the situation. It's just who you are, right? There's oh, nothing yeah. wrong with that. Thank goodness I yeah. get that because I would feel terrible. I've screwed up so many things for my wife with my angriness that uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. I'm trying my best, Janie. I hope you know that. Uh, I know. Oh, let's do. Wear your heart on your sleeve. So let's do one thing to close the show out. It's going to require a bit of technology, but I think we can do it. What do you think? <laughs> For sure. All right, so we got to go to this one. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, or a month ago, I guess, it was in August sometime. Well, it's almost two months ago. I put out a call to my, all my listeners for advice, right? So we were thinking about doing an advice show. Anyways, we had very little uptake from the advice show, but we did get one person that sent us a question that was um, suitable uh, for an advice-type show. <laughs> and I thought, you know what, since it was only one person, I can't put a whole uh, episode together. So I'm just going to do it as part of a, a way to close the show this week. So we're going to do a little Ask Pete advice show. And uh, since we have two couples on and relate, it's, this is involving relationships and all the rest of it, I think it will be a perfect way to get input from the entire team to give advice to... Our one listener, who is our favorite listener, the Haitian Dwarf. We won't play the theme song again, but we will read his feedback. Oh, no, his question. Uh, there it is. Okay, ready? This is from the Haitian Dwarf. It says, advice question. I am having trouble in the relationship department. It seems that all of these women just want me for my body. The novelty of having sex with a little person seems to grab their interest, so it's nonstop action for me. It's getting a little old. How do I convince a, a lady that I, uh, a lady I'm interested in to see past the penis to body ratio and into my heart? It would be uh, nice to take a break from the parade of different hot women every night and settle down with that one special ball and chain to make my life miserable. Pete, can you help me? <laughs> Yours truly, Haitian Dwarf. Wow. Haitian Dwarf, you know what? You're here for the show. You're, you answered my call. I'm going to give you a round of applause. <laughs> and uh, you're here all the time. I really do appreciate that you're in a real tough spot here. And uh, that's why it took me a month to get back to you, or two months to get back to you, is because, you know, I give it a lot of thought, you know. And, and we have a panel here of people that, some of which, you know, uh, you know, have been through different accounts. I'm sure, uh, I wouldn't say parade of, of hot uh, uh, guys for Julie, but I would imagine that there was a, she could pick and choose, right, for a period of time. Yeah. So she's probably sitting there trying to find someone that wasn't horrible. You know, she could, obviously, you could find some guy to step in and do something physical. That's not going to be hard for you. But to get someone that's not... Uh, so you know, pass, not, not just all the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, not just some lug nut that's trying to just hump on you. You know, you want to have someone that's going to have some substance. And Haitian dwarfs going through the exact same thing. So you probably can give them some advice. 
Beeve, I know in your day you were, you know, I wouldn't say a prey to hot women for sure, you know, but you would have had, <laughs> but from time to time, I'm sure you were like, just, this is just, uh, you know, you're, just, you're trying to find the right one and you keep just having them kind of rifle through. And you must have felt exactly like the Haitian dwarf felt. And for you, Jane, you have nothing to offer, do you? <laughs> I, have a, I have an idea. What? What's good, what can he do? How can he? How can he get past? Like this is his struggle. He's a little person, and he has a huge. Uh, it sounds like proportionally, he's got a huge uh, package, right? Right. So, you know, to get a when you're, I don't know. I can only imagine if you're a little person, like. Uh, it's a whole new ball game, right? You know, there. like this guy, he's got to be charming as heck too. He's yeah. got a parade of hot chicks. He's saying like a parade, yeah. right? So we'll see what he need, what he should do is if he meets someone who and and he should meet someone and then plan a first date, right? So they have to, uh, you know, because you couldn't, you shouldn't just start saying, rolling in the sack with someone. You're saying get back to the basics. Get back yeah. to the basics. Go on a first date, and what he should do on his first date. Is uh, it should be um, well? It, he could take it on the road. It could it could go. <laughs> they could have a private place at a at a restaurant or meet at one of their houses. But he should say, okay, this first date, I'm going to place myself into this refrigerator box, maybe a dishwasher <laughs> box, and say, we are just going to talk. I'm going to hide myself in here. You can't see me. And we're just gonna talk. Well, if he's in a if, if he's in a microwave box, he might <laughs> out. <laughs> something's up. He needs an extra shoebox just for his hog. It yeah. Like. yeah. But uh, you know, I, I agree with you there, Jane. I think maybe what the key my my advice was very similar. I think that the uh, the key to it is probably for him to uh, to like to 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 take his not let his penis come into play. You know. Yeah. You know, just just pretend you got nothing going on there. I hope you wear baggy pants or something to conceal the giant monster. And talk, talk with one head, not two. And then, yeah, and then, <laughs> you know, if the date goes really well, only at the very end of the date would you then say, "We have had such a nice evening," and because I think there's something here between the two of us, I'm now going to unveil my mo my monstrous cock, right? And then, the, then he shows it, and then he knows when he's having his hot sex with this young lady that she liked him for him because... Uh, so he's not leading with it. No, he's not yeah. leading with it, you know? Right. When he's sitting there at a, you know, doing one, getting thrown against a Velcro wall, getting peeled off, and they can just, they can see the last thing to peel off that Velcro wall is this great big hog <laughs> that's stuck to it. That's probably what happens, eh? And they're pulling him off that wall. It's like... The saltwater taffy is just like yank, still stuck to the Velcro, <laughs> the, big, the, the big wanger on him. And then, uh, so I think if you kind of, you got to kind of conceal it. Maybe even play it down. Say, you know, right. I am a little person. I have tape uh, it down. Is that what I'm you little all over? You know, you just say no. We'll even lie to him about it. And then when they still say, you know, no, I don't care. I don't care. I like you. I like you. Then you're like, I lied. Look at this big fucking thing. You just show it to him, waggle it at him, <laughs> right? I hope that helps, Station Dwarf. Because that's all we got, and uh, my headphones are going crazy, and I want to go to bed. So let's uh, call it a show. Everybody, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you. We'll see you next week with uh, Steve Vaneycock, hopefully. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter, Dutch Hall on Twitter. You can like my page, uh, Live from the Dutch Hall on Facebook. 
we're almost at our uh, goal of 100 likes for that for our uh, Facebook page for the uh, for Life from the Dutch Hall. So and we only need a couple more people to uh, like us, and we're, we've hit our goal. And uh, otherwise, reach out to me at Life from the Dutch Hall gmail.com. Uh, get yourself some uh, cheap discounts on or some discounts on uh, high quality meats from our friends at VG Meats. Woo. And uh, click on the Amazon banner. Otherwise, I will see you guys next week. Thanks a lot for coming in, Derek. Thanks, Julie. And we'll see you all next week. Thanks. All right? Later. <laughs> Woo! Doesn't how long was that? That was a record drive. Yeah? You're just yapping. Oh, yeah, that was good. Oh, an hour 30.